Hello and welcome to Letters Home. I'm your host, George Leach. This is episode three. Today I'll be reading a few letters from Gigi. The first one is dated July 19th, 1942. It reads, Dear Mom and everybody, Here it is Sunday, and it's a day with nothing to do except washing clothes, eating, and general stuff like that. Maybe next Sunday I'll get a pass and go to St. Louis to a Russian church. They have Catholic, Protestant, and Jewish churches right here on the campgrounds. Say, thanks a million for those cakes and cookies. I received them yesterday, and I brought it into the tent, opened the package, and the boys and I had a party. There was a little bit left this morning, so we had it for breakfast. I've received a letter from somebody every day since Friday. This morning, I got a letter from Marge Farov and Mina Julius. You know, the people we met in Wisconsin? They were surprised to hear from me. Tell Helen that Mina said she should call her up sometime and they could go to a show or someplace. It's a pretty nice day out here for a change. It's quite warm, but there's a real nice breeze out. I just came back from dinner and we had chicken, a la king smashed potatoes, cream peas, and carrots, tomatoes, radishes, peaches, and grape Kool-Aid. Only it wasn't cool. I'm going to the show with John Cinco this afternoon. We have a number of theaters here. The one I'm going to is air-conditioned. It costs 20 cents. I got a letter from Florence yesterday and answered it right away because we didn't have much to do all afternoon. I got two more shots in the arms yesterday. Say, Dad, how's our corn coming along? Is it going to be ready pretty soon? Don't forget to send me some when it's ripe. How's Mike? Is he working hard? Tell him to take it easy and tell him I don't need anything yet. I got a card from Mrs. Poulter, but I sent her one before I got hers. It just goes to show you I don't forget my neighbors. Did you get a check from Ryan Toll yet? They owe me one. Call them up and tell them if they didn't send it out yet. So long, George. Alright, this next letter is dated July 22nd, 1942. Dear Mom, Dad, Kids, Chuck, Mike. I received eight letters and two cards the last two days, but I did not have time to answer them till tonight on account of I was too busy. I'm doing lots of marching now. We were restricted to our tents yesterday, and on top of that, I've had to scrub the floors with brushes. Then, we had a little meeting, which lasted two hours. After that, it was time for lights out at 9 p.m., and I went to bed. This morning, I had to go for another x-ray of my chest. The fellows at Fort Custer lost our records. They lost 162 of them. Some just spent all morning sitting around the hospital. I got a letter from Matuska and Father Pisa yesterday, and they told me where there was a Russian church in St. Louis. And Sunday, if I could get a pass, I will go there. I also got a letter by Chuck, daughter, Helen, Anichka, and from a boy at our shop. I think I will send my watch home and get a crystal put in it. You know how it broke? I just found out. The heat from the sun and from the body caused the glass to expand and it cracked it. That happened to a lot of fellows over here. Tell Charlie thanks for writing me all the news from home. It's just like being there. 
he sure knows how to handle a pen. Tell him that at the beginning of the letter, he called me to attention, and at the end, he did not say, at ease. So I'm still at attention, and would like to be at ease. Tell daughter thanks for all the addresses, although I had some of them. It was very kind of her. Helen is a kind person, I think. A funny kind. I got a letter from Ann Haley, Bill Haley, Oyatis, Marge Nall, Marge Frenov, Mike Kolbus, and a card from Helen Kovich in St. Clair. I've got mail for seven straight days in our tent, and that's the record so far. I'm going to show tomorrow night with John Cinco. By the way, I got Wally's letter today. He says he's afraid to go in the house. Just let him go. I'll fix him when he gets in the army and I'll be a corporal or something. I was in a parade today, cooling off a little here. How about Detroit? You're Sonico, George. Not really sure what Sonico means. It's spelled S-O-N-I-K-U and I looked it up. I looked up Sonico Russian. I looked up Sun Russian. I can't seem to find what it means, but you're Sonico, George. This next letter is dated July 26, 1942, and at the top before the salutation, he has a note written to his mom. It says, Mom, I hope you are feeling better. Don't work. Understand that's an order, and get well soon. Then it says, Dear Mom, Dad, Kids, Mike, Chuck. Here it is, Sunday morning, and I want to go to St. Louis and go to church. But can you imagine what happened? We got restricted to our tents because of a shipping list coming up. I don't know if my name is on it or not. It's a little after nine now, and if the restriction is lifted soon enough. I just got called out. Well, here it is Monday afternoon. I went to St. Louis right after I wrote enough. I got a pass at a quarter to 10, and then John Cinco, three other boys, and I went to town. We arrived in St. Louis at about 11.15. It was too late to go to church already, so we walked around and went to eat dinner in some swank restaurant. It cost 86 cents. Then we got in a cab and went to the ball game. It was a double header between the Browns and the Red Sox. The cab cost us 20 cents a piece. The ball game cost 30 cents, and we had reserved seats. We only saw one game, then we went downtown again and ate supper. It rained a little then. After dinner, most of the fellows went their own ways. John and I went to a show then. We saw Mrs. Miniver. It's a good picture. You should see it. After the show, John and I walked to the Mississippi River. We saw one of the old time showboats and a new river streamlined steamer. The water is muddy and swift. Then we went to a park, had a couple of drinks. Pop, of course, because John don't drink beer. Then we left for camp. I guess I spent about $2 all day long. I got back at 10 p.m. John Cinco is getting shipped today at 2 p.m. I feel kind of funny now. Too bad we ain't going together, but maybe we'll be shipped to the same place. I can't write so often now. I'm about 14 letters behind, and I'll have to write like mad. I got a letter from Mrs. Poultry today. Private George.
Alright, so thoughts on episode 3. The first letter, Gigi's still talking about the meals he's eating. He mentions having chicken, a lot of vegetables including cream peas and carrots, tomatoes, radishes, grape Kool-Aid, only it wasn't cool. I like his humor coming through there. He's also receiving a lot of letters now, which is nice. A lot of these names are hard to read because he's writing cursive and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing them right but not entirely sure. He and his buddies also received some cakes and cookies from home that they really enjoyed. He had a party as a result in his tent. I thought that was cool because anytime you get something when you're away that reminds you of home, especially something as delicious as cookies and cakes, it, it is cause for a celebration so it's cool to see that they had a little party in their tent. I also liked how cheap it was to go to a show, 20 cents. He's hanging out with his buddy John Cinco a lot. Not in just the first letter, but in a couple of letters in this one. He talks about Fort Custer losing their records. And as unusual as that may sound to someone who hasn't been in the military, it's, it's probably not uncommon to hear for those who have been in the military. As meticulous as they are with paperwork, there's a lot of paperwork, any kind of government work. It's not surprising that some records got lost. It's happened to me before as well. At least he wasn't one of the ones sitting around the hospital all day. He's got some chest x-rays and moved on. He also mentions more people getting letters from, including one from Charlie, and he's really good with the pen. Makes me really want to see some letters from Charlie. Then he names a lot of other people he got letters from. He's planning on going to the show again with John Cinco the next day. He got a letter from Wally. The weather again is cooling off some. The third letter in episode three really was interesting to me. It seemed like an eventful day. He went to St. Louis originally to go to church, but then he got there too late for church, ended up eating at a swank restaurant, which cost 86 cents, then went to a double header, caught a cab there, which cost 20 cents a piece, and then 30 cents for reserve seats. If you just add that total up, 20 plus 30 plus 86 cents right there, what? $1.36 for a nice meal, cab ride to a game, and that's tickets to a doubleheader with reserve seats. So I'm not sure exactly where reserve seats are back then or were back then, but it doesn't sound like they were the nosebleed section because nosebleed section would have been, you know, not reserved. So on top of all this, where he ate at a nice meal and caught a cab to a doubleheader, he also saw the Mississippi River and checked out some, some showboats and a the steamer. And then after that, he went to a movie, which I wasn't sure what this movie was called, Mrs. Miniver, but I checked it out on IMDb. I was curious, and since he said his family should see it, now I'm interested in seeing it, but it's a 1942 movie with the description, a British family struggles to survive the first months of World War II. It's a drama slash romance slash war movie. Mrs. Miniver was played by Greer Garson, it also stars Walter Pigeon, Teresa Wright, Mae Whitty, Reginald Owen. If you're curious, it is currently rated a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. So yeah, on top of a nice uh, meal to begin his time in St. Louis, then he caught a cab to a doubleheader, then watched a movie. He ate dinner again, and he thinks he only spent about $2 the whole day, which is amazing. It sounds like a very eventful day and for about two dollars is just great to hear. It's telling of the times and how much things cost back then, but it just sounds like a very memorable day. 
a day in St. Louis. Gigi also mentions sending his watch home to get the crystal replaced. If you remember back from episode one, he's writing a letter when the crystal falls out. He actually has the watch break while he's writing the letter. Well, now he knows why it happened. The heat messed up his watch, just like a couple other fellows there had their watches break. I thought it was cool to see this continuity in his letters. He's uh, referencing something that happened in one of them before. And he's talking about his buddy John Cinco again. He's getting shipped today at 2 p.m. Too bad we ain't going together. Maybe we'll be shipped to the same place. We'll see soon if John Cinco and Gigi do in fact get shipped to the same place. This has been Letters Home. Letters Home features music by Scott Buckley. Music by Scott Buckley can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Thanks for listening and tune in next week to Letters Home.